Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your host, Quinton Pools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Teen Pack Podcast. This is Quinn, your host, and uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Michelle Myers. She's a coworker and friend of mine and lives in Nebraska. So, uh, Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself and your introduction to the Teen Pack world. Sure. Hi, Quinn. Um, so, yeah, we've been involved with Teen Pact since, well, we were introduced to Teen Pact in 2012 at a Nebraska um, homeschool convention where Teen Pact was there um, trying to open um, the state of Nebraska to the Teen Pact world. And we were recruited um, into that um, by Laurel Morton, who um, was looking for state coordinators. And um, at the time, we had uh, about a 13-year-old and a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old and uh, about a 2-year-old. So um, we were kind of right in the thick of things with homeschooling and life. And um, I thought, oh, that looks like a great program, but I'm like so busy. I don't, I don't have time for that. And, um, but I brought home all the flyers and, um, my husband Brent was looking through them and he was like, this looks interesting. And I said, yeah, it does. And the gal was really nice, but I, you know, gosh, we just, we just have so many other commitments. And he said, yeah, but this is kind of right up Justin's alley. Justin's our oldest. Um, and, uh, the politics and the government and, uh, um, that sort of thing. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. You, you think we should look into that further? And he says, yeah, I think we should, which was shocking because he's usually the one that's like, ixnay, we're done. We have too much going on. Sure. So, yeah. So when he spoke, I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, we just got involved. We started talking and then ended up um, agreeing to state coordinate and opening Nebraska in 2013. And it's been off to the races since there. So, um our, we have the three boys and um, Justin, Joel, and Jake, and they um, have all um, staffed and interned. And um, Jacob was a, a program director last year. So yeah, yeah, it's like you guys had a a three car train, and then there was a caboose added on with Emma, right? So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you if you've been around Teen Pack the last few years, um, you probably know the Myers name, and you probably know some of the boys that have come through. Um, yeah, between 2017 and 2022, you've had a lot of uh, your sons just involved in the internship and serving at national convention. And uh, there's just been a lot of blessing that's come to the Teen Pack Nation through your family. And so thank you to you and Brent. Um, we love you guys. And, and Michelle has, uh, as of last year, joined our national office team as a field director um, in the role that Laurel Morton previously held. So where Laurel was looking to equip state coordinators to, to serve students and their families, uh, now Michelle does that, and you do that so well, Michelle. So thanks for, for yeah. doing that, and thanks for joining us on the podcast. The reason that I wanted to, to bring you on is because we've had a lot of conversations recently. Um, we're putting out these podcasts every couple of weeks um, on Fridays, and, you know, and we're having these conversations about ambition and about creativity and about um, how to keep growing as a leader and it hit me that as we were planning some of these conversations, it would be really valuable to see that from a parent's perspective, because young people are making those decisions 
Um, but they're not in isolation and it's not done in a vacuum. Most of the time and in healthy contexts, it's with parents. Um, and so the decision to, to move out and to no longer live at home or the decision to move away for school or to stay home or, you know, to do a, a campus ministry or to not, or to, you know, be a part of this church or to not, you know, it's like all those questions in a, in a healthy family relationship is probably going to have a lot of parental involvement. And so um, kind of what I want to start with is the fact that, one, you, you guys have done a great job, I think, raising leaders, but how have you navigated kind of that season of launching leaders? Because the raising, I'm sure, was, was hard enough as it is, right? <laughs> for, for, you know, 17, 18, 19 years, you're, you're doing the raising and, and there's a lot of work done and there's a lot of hard work in, the, in those years. But then what has that been like experiencing the launch pad? Yeah. Um, well, I would say the entire situation, the entire experience has been bathed in prayer. That would be my first thing. Um, and, um, and not in a, not in a trite way, but in an honest to goodness on your knees, Lord, I don't know how to do this. You've got to do it for us, um, way. But one of the things that Brent and I, um, just determined to do when the boys were very young, um, was that, um, we, we wanted to have a strong relationship with our kids. It's why we chose to homeschool. It's, it's why we chose, um, the activities that we chose. Um, it's why we would end up volunteering in almost every event that they were in. Um, because we wanted to have the same experiences they were having and just have that commonality with them. Yeah. I love that. So that's, that's why we, um, that that's just how we walked that out. Um, and so that those relationships then, um, I think are the foundation of, of moving forward into adulthood where it, the relationships, um, change and they grow and they uh, evolve, maybe is a better word, um, into friendships with, um, you know, respect and, um, and acknowledgement of, of each person's, um, adulthood as they're coming into it, you know? So we've tried to, to, to navigate that not always, uh, you know, a hundred percent successfully. I'm sure we've both, uh, on both sides have stepped on each other's toes, but, um, that's kind of always been our goal is that, um, that, that relationship was the foundation. So when you look at it from that perspective, then you try to do things that, um, bless the other person in their, in their life and in their future. So, um, that's putting them first and their, and conversely them looking at our family too. And, you know, there are times that, that, that the family gets put first, um, and just kind of having that, that back and forth that way, where you're, you're looking to bless each other and your future. And, one of the things we always tell our, our kids is that we are your biggest cheerleaders. Like you will never find somebody who is more on your side than your mom or your dad. Like I, anything I say to you is always going to be because I am team Justin or I am team Joel and, or Jake or Emma. And, uh, <laughs> and so like, if, if I come to you and say, you know, I'm not sure about this decision or this, whatever, it's because I, I have truly heart considerations for your good. Like mm. I, I really do have your, your good in mind. And um, then the flip side of that is I, I try to be really careful when I use that 
um, approach. Like I, I wouldn't abuse that or overuse it um, because I want them to take it really seriously. Um, that have, I have they ever pushed against that in terms of you know you're you're bringing something authentically like you're like no I've prayed about this I've I feel like you know your dad and I have talked and we just we feel like this is a good direction or we don't feel like that's a good direction and there's kind of like a uh, but I want to do it my way like ha- is that an experience you've you've had yeah um I would say it's not gotten to that point in the really big decisions. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I know stories and people who've had really large decisions like marriages or colleges or, you know, those sort of things where like really life-changing kind of things. And and we've never gotten to that point on those type of decisions, but there's certainly been um, some other situations where um, we've said, "Eh, I don't, you know, what are you, are you really sure about this? And, kind of the way we approached it was um, we wanted them to take the ball. So like, rather than saying absolutely not, we, you know, because we didn't, I mean, I think there are situations where that can be appropriate um, depending on the circumstances of what's going on, but that hasn't been our experience. And so we were able to say, I I really want you to consider this um, and, and think about it and just kind of wrestle with it. And that, has worked its way out eventually. Um, as mm. long as we were kind of patient sure. and, you know, um, now are you sure like th- this is the consequences of that and truly meaning it, like if you choose this, I'm going to be okay with it. Um, but no, this is the consequence of that, you know, um, and then truly being okay that they're going to experience that, that consequence. Yeah. Um, I, I remember when I was maybe, 18 years old, 19 years old, something like that. I wanted to date a girl who I'd met through Teen Pact. And um, I had been mostly getting green lights from people who I was talking to. And I remember receiving a phone call from my dad. um, And and he basically said, I was traveling at the time. And he said, hey, like, I know you're, you know, you talk to your mom and I, and you're kind of interested in moving forward with this, but I have some considerations. And so he kind of shared a few kind of things that he'd been praying about, talking to my mom about. And at the end of the conversation, I remember asking him if it would be disrespectful uh, for me to move forward. Um, if if after considering these things, it's long distance, this would be a long-term relationship, this would be difficult for these reasons. Um, like, could I still make that and like, you know, have a have a good relationship and and all the things? And 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 he felt like, yes, that would be appropriate. And uh, and that was like a really interesting point in my life because looking back on it, that, that relationship didn't end in marriage. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Years later, I met Kelsey and married Kelsey and, and we have a wonderful family and all the things, but looking back on it, being able to make that decision to yes. as a young adult and for my dad to kind of balance that where he's, you know, I, I I'm still kind of the parent and I need to provide some direction here. Like he doesn't right. see the full picture, but also he's a, he's an adult now and he can make this decision. Like I imagine I've not been there, but I imagine that's a really difficult season, um, to navigate. And then you're dealing with different personalities of your kids and they, they kind of communicate or don't communicate in certain ways. And, you know, now one of them's living on the East coast. And so you're getting a different, you know, it's just, is it a phone call? Is it a FaceTime? Is it no text for three days? You're like, ah, you know, it's so, yeah. Um, that's that's the piece the relational piece i think um is really 
has really come in as a blessing because, because we have spent so much time with our kids and really been, um, you know, and, and some people don't agree with the amount of, I mean, I've had people tell me like, you are too involved in your children's lives and and I'm like, you can be too involved. I totally agree with that. But, um, for us, we, uh, we have really just focused on that relational piece so that we kind of try to have a, our, our finger on the pulse of the, of that each individual child. So, um, and they're not children anymore, um, person, I should say, um, so, you know, for instance, uh, Justin's living on the, on the East coast. So, you know, he's an excellent communicator. He keeps in very close contact with us, but it's like, you need, you really need to have some FaceTime. Um, and I don't mean com- computer time. Like I need to look you in the face and, and he, you know, really talk with you to understand what's going on. So we've kind of purposed that we don't go up too many months without actually like, you know, seeing him face to face because, we just want to make sure that he's okay, you know, and that we're not missing something. Um, and that just is, a re- it's more of a relational thing, yeah. a, a less of a control thing. It's not that at all. It's much more of a, um, of a, you know, we're just checking in on you like you would a friend, you know, mm, we're investing yeah. in you as, as a friend. And, um, well, and that even takes a certain level of financial commitment and time on your calendar where you're saying, all right, like every, you know, three to six months or whatever, I'm going to travel out to, to DC or I'm going to pay for you to come here or, yeah. you know, let's make sure, oh, you're only going to come for one holiday. What if we cover the flight for the other holiday? Like, you know, yeah. let's make that happen, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, it's, but you know, um, relationships take investment. So whether that's emotional investment, financial investment, time investment, um, you know, there's pain involved in, in relationships, you know, um, there's joy. So that's just all kind of baked in the cake. Um, is it's just, it's just a piece of that. And, um, so, but then, you know, but then Joel is 45 minutes away, um, in Lincoln, but, um, you know, I don't hear from him every single day, uh, which is fine. I don't hear from Justin every single day either, but I mean, that's just not necessarily where his strength lies. Um, but we purpose to, okay, we need to go see him or we need to, you know, just to, to connect with them. And it just looks a little different how that is. Um, and, and then Jake is, is in town, but you know, that looks different because he's in town. So we need to have boundaries and, um, do I want to drive down there every day and have breakfast with him? And, Oh, how are you? Tell me all your classes. Yeah, I totally want to do that. But, uh, (laughs) that would not maybe be the best for the relationship. So like, um, there's, yeah, there's like different boundaries with him that we've tried to respect with him. Um, I want to see which of your sons is going to text first when this episode gets released to be like, wait a second, you were talking about me. Like, you know, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. (laughs) So something you said, um, you know, that, that I think, uh, I think, I, I really enjoy just thinking about, so we, we have a, you know, a five-year-old and a three-year-old and uh, a baby that's due in January at the time that we're recording this, it's November. Um, and when, when I kind of look ahead to the teen years and then kind of these years that we're describing now of launching your young people into adulthood, um, I, I really like the concept that you talked about of just like having shared experiences with your children 
Um, I, I know that, uh, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a constant, uh, push and pull of, you know, uh, how involved should you be and, and should you let them kind of spread their wings a little bit and, and so on. How have you guys navigated that? Because, you know, I can, I can see myself being somebody who it's like, Oh, my oldest daughter, Addison wants to play basketball. Well, then I want to be the basketball coach. Like, you know, they're not that interested in speech and debate. Well, guess what? They're doing speech and debate and I'm going to be their coach. You know, It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you know, some of it's student or, or like young person directed where it's like a passion that they have. But other times it's you as a parent saying, I want to craft this sort of experience that we can do together. Like homeschooling as a general concept is like, this is an opportunity for me to, to be the primary discipler and educator of my child. And that's like, exactly. that's an incredible opportunity. And it might not be for everyone, but you've, you've benefited from that. And it seems like your young leaders have benefited from that. So could you kind of talk me through some of those moments where, you know, to get where you are today, where you're launching these young people into the world and they're going into, into, you know, these different business programs and law programs and like, they're doing so, so well, but what, what brought you to that point? It seems like there was a lot of investment in those sorts of shared experiences. Yeah. So, um, the home homeschooling was a huge piece of that because I was so, um, intimately involved in their, in their education, I could see where their strengths were, where their weaknesses were, where their interests lied. Um, you know, we, Justin was our first, so we called him our grand experiment. And, um, we, you know, when things went well, we're like, great, that experiment's going great. And when things didn't go well, we're like, well, sorry, the next one will be better. You know, your brothers will benefit from that. Um, but, um, I think it was, there was a, there was kind of a mixture, like you were explaining. Um, we did do a lot of uh, activities that were directed because we felt like that was the interest of that child. Um, mm. So team packed because Justin was so interested in government and that, and, and that's sort of a family interest too. So that kind of worked well because we all thought it was interesting. So it was fun to do together um, and foster that. Um, but, you know, Joel and Jake, love sports, love football. That's not Justin's gig, but that was their gig. So we carved out that piece. Um, and Brent was, you know, very involved in their, in their flag football teams. And, um, we did track meets with them and because that was their interest, but then there were certainly things that we just said, you know what, this is part of your school and, and, um, part of this is what we're going to do. And you only have to do it once or, you know, this season of this, but you, you will need to do this. And I think, you know, that was just part of the authority that when they're younger, it's like, this is just how it is going to be. Um, and they, for the most part, accepted that. I think I don't recall there being yeah. a tremendous amount of press pushback on that. But um, well, and if I could, I mean, obviously, that's that's such a grace and kindness of the Lord that uh, that your children have had such a, a softness toward you as parents. I'm mm -hmm. sure it wasn't every single day, every moment of the day, you know, growing up with, you know, yeah. with raising them. But, um, you know, I, as I think about different families that, you know, different individuals that might be listening to this, that might not be everyone's experience. Like sometimes right. you have teens who push so hard against parental involvement, uh, even if it's from a, I'm seeking the best for you, like you were talking mm -hmm. about earlier. Like I, I see this as a having your good in mind. And I want to bring this before. You. I mean, my mom, uh, this is 
you know, I'm sure that the sin in my own heart could have, could have led me to be like that. But, um, my mom was just so kind to, I remember this one point, it also had to do with a relationship where I wanted to pursue a relationship in high school. And, um, my parents kind of foresaw that that was just not going to be a healthy relationship all around. And so she sat down on, on my bedroom floor with me as I, I just kind of like sobbed. Um, because like, this was something that I really wanted and she showed care and Mm -hmm. kindness. And there was like a compassion. There was like just a human element where I, you know, I think looking back, you could be like, oh, well, my parents expected this and they expected that. And they directed me to do this. And there was always, you know, it was grades and it was preparing for that. You know, it's like, yes, there were high standards and yes, you were trying to achieve excellence. And yes, you were involved in a lot of things and, and trying to set, set your young people up as leaders. But like, I think there's like this compassion and relational like connection piece that like, if you miss that, if you miss like the heart of your child, then, then you might miss them completely. And and I'm not trying to put that on, on parents entirely. Like some, sometimes, um, sometimes young people, even if there's that softness from the side of the parent, like the, a a student still might, you know, push against, um, that, that leadership and authority in their life. But I just, I want to affirm that in what you guys have done. And it, and it kind of sets a really good example for me as a young parent saying, man, like if I can develop that kind of closeness and just kindness with my kids to where, yes, they have these high standards that we're trying to achieve, but also they can process things with me and and just sit on the floor of their bedroom and talk (laughs) like that. That's incredible. I think, I think that you kind of touched on something and that is like, you know, as, as, as parents, you kind of, you sometimes bring in how you were parented, good or bad. Um, and there's probably a mixture of both, honestly, in everybody's life and everybody's story, um, some more than others. But, and so I think to be reflective on that, to be self-aware of what you're bringing to the table, are you putting on to them expectations that your parents put on you that were maybe not healthy or were, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, pain that you have, um, whether it's from a divorce or from abuse or something. Um, so I think that there needs to be some of that on your, on the parental side that you kind of you kind of are self-aware of that so that you can be proactive in that. Um, and then we can tend to swing the opposite direction of how we were parented. And I think that's not as healthy either. Moderation is always seems to be the best, but, but along those lines. So having that, uh, having that thought process in your mind, or just that thought exercise kind of constantly going in your own reflection of who you are. Um, but also seeing your children as, as humans, as, as people, as, as, as children of the, of our most high God, you know, they are brothers and sisters in Christ that he has graciously, um, afforded you, uh, as I can attest to now a pretty short period of time that you can have them with you all the time and truly, truly pour into them. Um, not that you can't be influential or aren't influential after they're 18, but there's just, you know, intenseness in those first 18 years. And so, just, but, but sometimes you can forget the kid that's screaming and throwing themselves on the floor or, you know, refusing to eat their dinner or making you leave the grocery store because, uh, you know, you, you can't get your groceries bought. Not that that ever happened to me. <laughs> I thought you were but, describing uh, me and my wife's situation. <laughs> I think it's a 
common say, you know, like everybody thinks it's their own unique story that their <laughs> child embarrassed them at some public place. It's like, no, every, if anybody, any parent that's honest has totally walked those. Yes. Shoes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think that you can, you know, and you're so tired and there's, there can be marital stress through that and job stress as you're growing your family and, you know, all, all the things. And I think sometimes you just, you can lose perspective that these are little souls that, um, you know, for eternity, they exist and, and you will know them forever. Um, as a Christian, they will, you know, they're your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, um, I think when you can step back when you can and get that restart perspective of that, it's really helpful to your relationship because you can look at, you know, I know it's really hard to not get what you want. And I'm not reasoning with a two-year-old like that. Trust me, that's not what I'm promoting. And I did not do that. Right. Um, But like in your own heart or when they're 13 and they want to do something like you've described a couple different circumstances where you, you really wanted something, but it didn't work out or it wasn't the best. Hey, that hard. I remember walking through a period of time like that too. And, and I think just sharing, especially as they get older, you know, sharing with people, with them honestly about your struggles too, for what, for what is appropriate, obviously, but, um, but like, especially as they get older, you know, we, we have, um, divorce in our family and that causes, um, a lot of, of, of extend of problems and extended family and situations that are just not the way the Lord would have planned for them to be Mm. um, before the fall. So, so when the boys and now Emma are getting older, it's like just being really honest with them. Like, you know, this is happening because this, this, this and happen, this happened. And I, you know, just walking them through that, those type of situations, I think shows them respect um, and, yeah. and helps them grow and mature in um, rather than just being kind of pushed aside, but like explaining to them, like, and showing them that honor of like part of this family. And so you need to understand, I want you to know, I want you to learn from this experience um, so that, you know, if possible, you could avoid having to walk through this, or if you do have to walk through this, you could recognize this, maybe handle it better than I did. Yeah. I love that. I am taking notes because I I think that um, a lot of the things that otherwise will come up, come across as just restrictive or just rules-based are actually right. really well informed. Like, you know, my, my family didn't have, uh, it was very rare to allow for us to have sleepovers at someone else's home. And like, there, there's a reason for that. And right. it was always age appropriately explained. But now as an adult with my own kids, I have that that sense and that education that informs a similar perspective. Right. And, uh, and I think that those things are, it's, it's, it's humbly kind of putting yourself in their shoes and saying, all right, I need to live life with this person. I need to have compassion toward this person. I need to share with this person that as is age appropriate. I, I love that because it, it reduces otherwise what I think would be a, a really massive, um, power dynamic where it's like the parents with all the authority and the the child with no authority and it just feels you know you could feel really helpless in that place but when that authority figure actually is pursuing friendship with you and relationship with you like how healthy and good that ends up being so i love that we've kind of landed there in terms of encouragement to parents and how to kind of engage with your young people if you had something to say as we come to a close here to the young people who are in this season, maybe they're 16, 17, 18 years old, 
and they're, you know, they're taking on some community college classes or they're considering moving out of state for college or they don't want to go to college and their parents kind of want them to, like, what are some ways that young people can engage with their parents during the season of life that, that you think would be healthy and good um, to kind of to, to grow and to launch? Yeah, I, we didn't get into launching too much. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, this is all um, very formative. It's very like it, it informs all of the ways that you're going to live once you've been launched. So I, I think it really does play in. Yeah, it's it's really it's not it's it's it is foundational because it's 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 something that has been built on for for years and years. And um, so to answer your question, things that, uh, I would say to student to, you know, young adults as they're going forward is that um, I mean, I know this isn't across the board, but in general, I would say your parents ha- want what's best for you. And they want I mean, they want you to be successful. They want you to know the Lord. They want you to live a happy, healthy life. I mean, in the most basic, basic, you know, statement that they want that for you. Um, how you get there might look different between you and them, but ultimately that is their goal. And so I just encourage um, students or um, young adults to remember that, you know, their parents were also 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. It's hard to think of that right now, but it's true. And um, to, you know, ask them, what, what, what would you do? You know, like in my, if you were in my shoes, what would you do and why, why would you do that? Um, And that just has been, that's been a huge blessing to me when my kids have come back to me and said, mom, you know, what do you, what do you, or dad, what do you, what do you think about this? You know, Mm. um, and to be asked to to share rather than for me to put that on them yeah. is kind of the goal. Yeah, because you know? they, they're trusting you and they're coming to you and they see that you're a trustworthy yep. person that cares for them and has good guidance. And oh, yep. I love it. Yeah. And so that that's just been a huge blessing to see that. And, you know, when you said something about when they're little, giving them choices for the power dynamic and stuff. And I thought that's so true. I remember when the kids were little being counseled, you know, make sure you don't get into a power struggle with your two-year-old, give them two options. They're options you've controlled, but they're two options. And I remember thinking, oh, that's brilliant. And it works great. Um, but it actually carries on too. Um, when you say to someone, this is what I think, and this is what I see, but I trust you to make that decision. Um, and, but, you know, I'm putting it on to you, but here's what I'm seeing right now. That's not me telling you what to do. That's me giving you some advice or some observation. And then you're taking that power and making that choice. And I think that is really key to that. And so parents, if you can do that, and if, if the young adults can kind of um, sometimes you have to humble yourself to go to your parents, but, um, and just say, Hey, I need some guidance here. Or what do you think about this? Um, you might be amazed. Um, the other thing is offer to take your parent out to coffee. You know, they'll probably pay once you get there. So you don't even have to pay, but like, it is such a blessing when one of my guys goes, Hey mom, do you want to go to coffee? Can I, can we go to lunch? Da, da, da. I mean, you're just like, absolutely. I'll <laughs> I'll be there in two hours, you know, or whatever. Right, right. Um, so you're that that is just a huge relational capital there. Yeah, uh, totally. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I love it. And and to kind of close the loop, you know, you started this out by saying that, you know, so much of yours and Brent's work 
in, in parenting and raising leaders and in launching leaders has come down to just bathing it in prayer and, and coming before the Lord in prayer. And so even in that, in that season of launching, in that season of, of, you know, having the more mature conversations, giving more liberty to make those, those choices, um, different paths that they're considering for their life, man, like we need to be going before the Lord in prayer day in and day out on behalf of our young people. Um, so I hope if you're a parent and you're listening to the podcast, this has been an encouraging conversation, just reflecting on how to do this well and maybe some healthy patterns of doing that. And then if you're a young person and you're listening, um, maybe this describes some of the relationship you have with your your parents and that's awesome. Um, but if that's not the case, um, just really spend some time considering like how could you be a part of developing this kind of relationship with your parents because God can use you just as much as he can use your parent in building that bridge and building that relationship. So uh, Michelle, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. It was, it was great having you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the team packed podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampack.com. Or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes. 